it's about that time. For the inside trim. You know that nasty trim. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Are you ready? And we're back. What's up, wrestling fans? All right, wrestling fans, welcome back. It's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 24. As always, my name is Brandon Olinger, and I am joined here with my co-host, Ben Watson. What's going on, Brandon? Not much, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Uh, got to watch some great wrestling this weekend, so, you know, sun is shining. Couldn't be happier. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You're right. It was a great weekend for wrestling. Lots of stuff going on. Um, we're going to get into that for you guys here in just a bit. But before we do, as I said earlier, this is episode number 24. You can find us on Twitter at the Inside Trip one If you want to send us an email, do so. We enjoy those. It's the Inside Trip one at gmail.com. Give us a follow. Find our podcast, subscribe, listen. I don't know. Maybe give us a rate and a review. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Give us a rate and review. That'd be sweet. Hit us up. We love talking wrestling. So, as been alluded, it was a big, big weekend for wrestling. We had the U.S. Open, which also included the uh, Women's Senior Freestyle World Team Trials. We had the Men's Senior Greco World Team Trials. Yep. We had a lot of junior action going on. Um, just lots of good wrestling overall, man. Some great results, some surprising results, some exciting matches, um, and I think we're going to be able to chat about it here. Let's do it. Let's do it. I thought that you're right, and you're right. I, I apologize. I didn't mention that it was obviously the World Team Trials for uh, Senior Men's Greco, Senior Women's Freestyle, and then also UUW Juniors, um, so it was a ton of stuff. I watched a lot of wrestling this week. I wish I could have watched more, and I tried to watch some on um, kind of replay uh, this morning as well. Uh, didn't get to watch as much as I wanted. I mean, I got to watch a lot of the major stuff, but, you know, you really would love to just sit down and be able to watch every match. But Oh, know, of course. Unfortunately, I don't do this for a job, for a living, so I can't do that. But it, it, was, it was a good time, and there, you're right. There was, a, there was a lot of surprises. Tons of surprises. Um, you know, I think the big storyline going into this weekend, obviously, was, you know, what was supposed to be the, the, the match of the, of the year, the match of the decade, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Kyle Digg taking on... Um, Everybody's champ, Jordan Burroughs. Um, the people's champ. Oh, is he the people's champ? It seems like everybody's the people's champ no, now. No, he's definitely not the people's champ. I mean, I don't know. Like, what does the people's champ mean? I thought that meant like a guy that like kind of came from like the ashes and like wasn't like supposed to be that great. But, you know, it's like, I don't know. He ain't no people's champ. I don't know. I, I see like, there's, I, there's at least five or five to seven different wrestlers on Twitter saying they're the people's champ. So <laughs> I don't know who decides this, but there's some conflicting the stories going on. the podcast. Oh, we're here for the little people, right? We're, we are the people's champ. <laughs> the people's elbow, if you, don't, if you think differently. I'll give it to you. All right, so back to this, uh, this Dake and Burroughs match. Um, what's your initial thoughts on that match? Uh, I thought that the match was wrestled very similar to um, what I expected. Okay. Uh, you know, we both picked Dake to win. That's true. Um, I thought Dake was going to be able to get one more takedown than Burroughs, or Burroughs wasn't going to be able to really take Dake down because Dake, sta- or Dake, Dake uh, stays in great um, position, right? He's a great positional wrestler. He really is. And that's the reason why he lost this match. Because, and I think that, <clears throat> so he got hit, I think he got put on the clock twice. And he scored once and didn't score the other time? Correct. He got put on the clock once. Um, the first time he got put on the clock, he got a great, 
got in on a great high crotch. Probably oh one of the best God. high crotches I've seen, with the exception of the one that Mol- I think Molinero hit earlier. And it, that double leg early where the, he dropped that dude on his bum. Started out as a high crotch, though, right? I thought it was a double. Oh, I could be wrong. Anyway, um, Day hit a fantastic high crotch when he was put on the uh, on the clock pretty early in the match. Well, you know where he hit that high crotch before um, in his match at the scuffle finals against Taylor. Like, he hits this little high crotch where he stays real low. Yeah, it's you know, super he does, low. And then just, low. whoop, just kind of just ducks in there. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, man, I've seen him hit that before. Yeah. That's one of his favorite shots, I think. I was truly, I was actually really surprised that he didn't finish that shot, to be truthfully honest. Because he got in the leg. He got the leg up in the air. Usually, Dake's a really good finisher once he gets the, he when he gets the leg splits. in the air. He did. Yeah, bro, it was a one, right? It was a push out. Yeah, he got the push out. Um, but the problem is, and, and, I th- and I, so I think the refs made the right call by putting him on the clock twice. And here's the reason why. I'm fine if you're going to stay in a strong position with your ass under you and stay very positionally strong. But in freestyle, in international tournaments, they don't let you just hang on one knee. So the ref's got to call it here. they got to say up, up. And if he's going to continue to, to stay on one knee, you're going to get hit for not action. This isn't college. It's a little different. Um, <clears throat> it's fine to have your hand on the mat for a certain period of time, but you can't hang out on one knee. Internationally, they're not going to let you do it. They're going to consider it um, passivity. And so the ref's called it here. Uh you know, so Burroughs, Burroughs won by basically the skin of his teeth for that um, match. I mean, Dake almost had him taken down at the end anyways. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was close. And those hands to the face, man. I want to get into this later. Do people, when did people start putting hands in the middle of their face, like cupping the people's faces? When we wrestled, it was like you could tap that top of the head, maybe have your palm on their forehead. Correct. Now people are – I mean, Zane Rutherford, he's a big culprit of it. Dude, it's almost like they got two fingers up your nose Dude, when they put their hand in your face. And it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious to wrestle that way. So, no, I, I – I agree with pretty much everything you just said there. Um, I was a little let down by this match, to be truthfully honest. Okay. I, I don't think the match was as exciting um, as what it should have been or could have been. Um, and that's it. Look, I'm not going to fault anybody. I, I get it. There was a lot on the line in this match. Ultimately, a bye to the World Team Finals is on the line in this that's match. That's huge. Right, so that's huge. That's huge. Um, but you're looking at two of the most explosive and athletic and talented wrestlers uh, of, of our generation today and i think yeah. i think they respected each other too much and we didn't see I, i'm pretty sure we saw basically what two shots I, burroughs took one shot he took a double leg shot that, that was Dake, ca- that I mean, Dake did a it was a good double that Dake did yeah. a great job defending. oh yeah, yeah 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 jake jacked him up and right. then he kind of and then burroughs um then switched to kind of like a single drive out correct got his one correct and then um you know, Dake took a couple of shots. He took a really nice one that he couldn't finish. He took another one later, that you know, kind of when he had to. But um, other than that, it was a lot of positioning. I think they just they respected each other way too much in this match. Um, and I was a little let down, honestly, by the actual match itself. Um, we'll see it again, uh, likely. You know, I think another thing, and I was just kind of looking at some notes from when I watched the match this morning. I think Burrow's a little out freestyled him just by a little bit. And the reason why I say that is, so Dake was in a position to push Burroughs out at one point, and Dake hesitated ever so slightly, and Burroughs circled back into the mat. I mean, he was almost out into the zone, and he circled back into the mat to where he was in a great position. And things like that where Dake Dake gets a push out on 99% of the people, and Burroughs is savvy enough to be able to, and not just know, but to be able to actually physically circle back in from getting pushed out. I think he just out-savvied him a little bit in freestyle, um, beat him, you know, by getting him put on the clock, right? Burroughs did the right things that what he knows the refs want to see to get somebody put on the clock. He just out-savvied him a little bit in freestyle, in my opinion, because I don't think he out-wrestled him. I think I texted you guys last night that I think Dake might out-wrestle Burroughs, but, you know, at the same time, I don't disagree with him being put on the clock. No, I, yeah, again, I agree with you there. Um, whether or not Dake out-wrestled him, I think 
And it's close. Yeah, it was close. I mean, ultimately. I mean, it's 2 2. Right. Um, look, I'm a huge Dake fan. I'm a huge Burroughs fan. But, you know, I, I've liked yeah. Dake, Dake for a long time. Dake's your boy. Dake um, is one of your favorite wrestlers. Yeah, he's, he is one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, but I, 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 I got to be honest with you, man. I was a little disappointed. And, and, and the reason was, is um, I don't recall in college, and maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention, Dake, and I, I, for a lack of better terms, I hate to use this word, but wine as much. He, he did. whined a lot in that match. It was. That's <laughs> funny you say that. And man. it was almost every stop in the action. He was complaining about something, shaking his hand or poking his eye. Yeah, and and he's really sneaky too because he would complain that there would be a stop in the action. He would complain about something. He would lose, uh, um, you know, a, a contact sure. or whatever. Um, and, and then you know, as he he's kind of complaining about all this, the ref would blow the whistle and he'd, he'd take a quick shot or something right off right off there. Mm-hmm. Kinda, you know, kind of kind of sneaky, sure. in my opinion. Um, but I was a little disappointed by his uh, by his behavior in the match. I guess, yeah. um, especially after the match, he wouldn't get off the mat. Did you Did you see how he had to get off the mat? No, I didn't see it. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I mean, no, just, it I just, stopped watching. It. We were watching it in the bar. Yeah, so. it just goes to like the, the type of athlete and the you know the the type of persona that Jordan Burroughs has. Um, he's still trying to complain to the ref after the match, and Jordan Burroughs has basically like got his you know his plaque in hand, and um, he's like, all right, bud, basically, you've had enough time. He kind of pats him on the back and pushes yeah, him towards time, the edge of the mat. Yeah, like, get I'm off the mat. The yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, Burroughs is going to take uh, – it's funny you say the, 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 the whining because I was out with your buddy Chris, obviously, last night, and we were kind of watching some of this. Um, and, um, you know, he kind of said the same thing. He's like, why is Dake whining so much? We're watching it on my little mm-hmm. smartphone as we're drinking some beers. And he's like, why, why is Dake? Cause he doesn't know as much, you know, about mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. you know, about the people. He just, he just knows about the sport. Correct. He's just watching the match. Yeah. He's like, why is, why is this guy whining so much? And I was like, I don't know. This is normally not Dake's MO at all. Um, but you know what? That just goes to Jordan Bros is mature, man. He he's is, extremely mature. He's, he's and not to say he wasn't mature back then, but he's super mature now. And look, you telling me that he didn't take offense to this? I mean, look, you and I both picked Dake, and we're relatively intelligent in the way we pick wrestling. I'm not going to say we're we're experts at it, but we, we pick it based on specific reasoning, right? Um, and other people pick Dake, too. And, and just to kind of – I want to say something about that. The reason I picked Dake, I picked Dake for reasons based on wrestling that I expected him to do. I did not expect him to wrestle the match that he did last no, night. Yeah. I think if Dake would well, have opened up – if Dake would have opened up and used his athleticism and, I mean, the, some of the most amazing talent that we've ever seen I, and really pushed JB, I think the match could have been different. Absolutely. I mean, you saw the, the one time he hit a really good shot, he got in. Mm-hmm. But now JB is no slouch, man, and he looked decent. He didn't, I didn't think he looked it, bad. I don't, I'm not going to say he's a JB of old, but look, look, let's give him credit. Sure. Because he just beat Kyle Dake, who's probably one of the best in the world. It's... He's beaten. He's had some international wins that would show that he's he's rankable in the world. Kyle Dake is rankable in the world if he's not already ranked in the okay. world. Um, and JB beat him. He out freestyled him. He beat him. And you know, good for JB because you know, I'm not not to say he wasn't getting a ton of respect, but people were picking Dake. And how good does that probably feel to say, look, you know, I'm the still old, the man. The old man's still the I'm man. I'm still the man. I'm still the man right now. Um, so you know what? I, I give him props. I'm not gonna say I'm eating crow because it, it wasn't like. We were just beating down on him, but at the same time, we were we were analyzing things the same way other people were, and uh, I think that Dake still's got still has got a shot. But I tell you what, sitting in the finals is going to be nice for Burroughs. So shout out to Jordan Burroughs, like he needs it from us, you know. Right. I'll make sure I call him and let him know we gave him a shout out on the pod. I don't know, man. I, again, 
look, congrats to JB. Um, a little disappointed with the day, way Dake was. Um, I really wanted to see a checkers match. What were you I think, expecting? I think I'm we sorry. saw a chess match. That definitely. Um, what were you expecting out of Dake? Because you say that, so I kind of want to hear a little bit. Well, I was a little disappointed in his behavior. The, the one. Oh, the behavior. Okay. okay. Um, what about his wrestling? Did you see anything in there that he thought maybe he could do better? I think he's. He, I think he respected JB too much, mm-hmm. specifically the double. I mean, that's the only reason he's got that hand on the mat. And knee right? on the mat. Yeah. I didn't see his knee much on the mat. His, I watched it was, again this morning. I, I didn't see it much on the mat. Oof. I'm not saying it wasn't, but. Um, it's more than I would have liked. You know, he had that hand down on the mat. He had his hips as far away from him as he could possibly be. You know, he was in a defensive stance. Hard and to score only, off a guy like that. Right. And the only reason you're going to be in that type of stance, honestly, that square stance, hand on the mat, is because you're trying to block that blast double. Um, so I, I wish he would have opened up more, to be truthfully honest. You know, like he did against, you know, Ringer in Paris. A yeah. You well, know. he didn't even beat Ringer by that bad... Um, you know that that match was pretty close, but at least he was opened. I'm talking yeah. about in Paris. No, I know I understand what you're saying. So I mean, he beat him ten to nothing in Paris. No, but I'm saying I'm wondering if, was he just not wrestling that well at the open, or just you know I mean, look, th- these are elite competitors. Matches are going to be close. So even though he only beat Ringer, I think it was by a couple points. Excuse me, at this tournament, at, um, and I understand. Yeah, I, I, I think understand it was three to nothing. Maybe yeah, I think it yeah. was three to nothing. I'm not. I'm not taking that away as he's regressing. No, I'm taking that away as Ringer made some adjustments and takes. Look, it's funny when we're like, you know, Dake found a way to beat Ringer. I mean, Ringer's freaking good. Dude, he's awesome. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think that Kyle Dake, look, we're not making our picks for world team trials yet, but um, I'm not telling you right now that I'm not guaranteeing that I'm going to pick the board Burrows. I'm not guaranteeing it. Now, it's going to be a lot. Sitting in the Yeah, it's going to be a lot harder now to make that decision. Sure. Big advantage. Um, You know, because that's already a very tough weight class. It's a deep weight class. And now Dake's going to have to battle through the challenge tournament. And Burroughs still has a chip on his shoulders. Absolutely. He's still got a chip on his shoulders. I think people forget that. They don't forget. Look, Burroughs had a rough year last year. He was expected to win a second Olympic gold medal. It would have been his fifth world gold medal. Um, and he had a bad Olympics, and there is no way he had a horrendous Olympics. A horrendous Olympics. Even especially. his win was bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, not even just by by JB standards. Um, you know, just from what we, it was bad. Look, I'm not even, I'm not even going to continue to you know go on and on about it. But <laughs> you you know that a competitor like that, somebody of his stature, somebody of his pedigree, um, somebody who's done as much as he's done in the sport, is not going to end his career on that. Good, great point. You know, Didn't think about he's that. not going to. You can't bow out there. No, you know, <laughs> you can't so, bow out there. Is he going to continue on after this year? I don't know. We're not even going to talk about that today. But I'll tell you what. I know that he is dead set on making this world team and getting a gold medal. You know what? Somebody asked me. I got a text from somebody. Okay. In, along the same lines, and they said, "What are the odds if JB loses in the finals to the, in the U.S. Open that he retires?" And I said, "Absolutely zero. No way." And the reason I said that is because. He's going to go out. He's going to wrestle the World Team Trials. He's not going to end his career on that loss at the U.S. Open in the finals. And not to mention the World Team Trials is on his home court in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yep. Oh, he's yeah. he's going to wrestle there. Absolutely. And he's got too much respect for himself. And the wrestling fans, you know, have too much respect for him. Look, the, the final day that Jordan Burroughs leaves his shoes on the mat, maybe, because he gets beat out by Dake maybe in a couple years or something, you know, or whenever it happens. People are going to be – nobody's going to be talking shit about him. It's going to be a sad day. Yeah, for people are going to be standing up clapping. And – what pisses me off is we need those extra weight classes that we're going to get next year, this year. Right. Because Dake needs to be on a team. <laughs> I saw somebody posted something um, on Twitter. Like, think about it. Now that Cox isn't wrestling, potentially, in the open, 
just take, like thinking about, hey, maybe you don't need to get back up to 86. Because you never <laughs> lost to Taylor. I mean, Taylor's going to roll. Dude. I never thought about that. Taylor's going to roll. I mean, yeah. if Cox doesn't wrestle, yeah, I Taylor, the, the, Richard Perry's the second best guy. And I mean, it was, it wasn't, it was, it was 10 0. Right. And it wasn't even that close. No, I agree with you. Um, so is that, is that Kyle Dake trying to sneak back up to 86? I don't think we're going to see it happen in the next month and a half, man. No, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what? Great point. Like you said. I want Kyle Dake on a world team. I want David Taylor on a world team. I want um, Jordan Burroughs on a world team. All of them need to be in Cox. I want all these guys to be on world teams. I think all four of those guys can medal. Let everybody get ribbons. No. <laughs> but I bet they get all medal. But I'm kidding. The thing is. Dake could Burroughs could go seventy four. Dake could go a weight class above that, but not eighty six. Right. You know, and then, well, then that'd probably be Taylor's weight. You know, because Taylor could go down a little bit. And so I think Taylor's good at eighty six. He is, but the, but I, if Cox wrestles, right? All right, we're going off on a big tangent right hey, now. Hey, I love it. What What's good is that we've got some depth at the, for the United States. Yeah, I, I would say that as far as USA wrestling goes, we're in a better position now than we've been probably in the last 15 or 20 years. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, since I was out there scrapping. Absolutely. Making world teams. Not true. You didn't. World teams. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a response to that. <laughs> All right, man. Let's, uh, a lot of other big storylines. Yeah, um, kick it off, baby. Next one, you know, I kind of want to talk about, uh, <laughs> let's just talk you about it, man. Let's talk about Pat, boy. Ah, oh, PD3. Let's talk about Pat Downey making his return back to the mat, basically probably from going straight from the couch to the mat. Uh, no, from the casino to the mat, if you follow his on, him on Snap. <laughs> That's true. No, you know he said he was working out. And he looked, he didn't, I mean, he didn't look. He did. He's been training in Wisconsin with Ben uh, Provisor. Provisor, yeah. Provisor, sorry. Or whatever, I'm sorry. Is it Provisor? We say names differently, and I... Well, you correct me every time I say I didn't name mean and... to correct you there. I'm just saying it in my head of who it is. And half the time you correct me the wrong way. Yeah, most of the time. More than half. Well, more than half. Probably 90% no. of the time. Anyway, you get the point I'm trying to make. He's been up in Wisconsin. He's been doing some training up there. Um, with, Provost uh, was a Greco guy, right? Yeah, he is. And I think he's been on a real team guy, too. Yeah, who's yeah. an Olympic representative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real tough guy, real tough Greco guy. Um, listen, my initial thoughts on Pat Downey this weekend are this. This guy, I don't care what anybody says about him. I, look, he, he comes across on social media as a complete... Um, imbecile. I'm sorry. I don't mean to insult him, but that's just kind of how he comes across. A lot of people think that, right? Um, but when it comes to wrestling, this boy can ball. I mean, he's oh got, baby, he's got skill. He's got talent that is just undeniable, um, and it's natural too. It is absolutely because natural. it's abnormal the way he wrestles. Right? He's not traditional. He doesn't have a style so much as it's just he just feels wrestling he just feels where he's wrestling yeah he, he he's got fantastic hips that's what i mean he he's, so, great he's so athletic and he's got so much savviness on the mat um was he wearing double knee pads or spandex under his singlet though because he kind of looks kind of looked a little funny there when the, the match he had those like spandex coming out through his knees i, I wasn't paying that much attention to it man <laughs> <laughs> jesus um but anyway look he, you could tell he was out of shape his cardio was shit this weekend. Um, it wasn't great. It was not great at all, especially you know in his matches against well his match against David Taylor for one. Um, but even the other, even his matches that he won, um, I mean he had to gut those out. But look at who he beat this he weekend. Beat Gabe Dean. He beat Gabe Dean. With <laughs> shitty cardio, wearing freaking spandex pants under his singlet. Dude, he beat Vic Avery. He beat Pete Renda. Vic Avery. Okay, so Vic Avery. Yeah. National finalist. Trained hardcore at the Ohio RTC. Yep. 
If you're training at the Ohio RTC, you're training under Terrell, Terrell Delagnev. You've got a great coach. You're get, you're only getting better there, right? Correct. Okay, national finalist. He beat um, Pete Renda. Guy took third in the country. A solid wrestler. NCAA All-American, took third in the country, took a red shirt this year. You know he's been training. Be, and beat the hell out of Miles Martin <clears throat> this year. Correct. Um, and then he goes and he loses to David Taylor, who's just a machine, right? Correct. And then and then what happened? Do you kind of know what, what, what happened from there? Um, I'm not sure who he f- faced next, but basically he, he worked his way back through until he had Nickel. Because uh, Nickel, Bo Nickel lost in the semis. Oh, he beat uh, um, Asper. Yeah, he beat Asper, right. Yeah, that's still... <clears throat> Yeah. But anyway, um, so ultimately he makes his back um, his way back down to the Concy semis more or less um, to wrestle Bo Nickel, who lost to Nick Heflin, drops down into the consolation round. Um, he actually scores the first takedown against Bo Nickel, and it was a really nice takedown. It was a nice uh, – some people call it a shuck. Some people call it a slide by, whatever. Basically, he scored the first takedown. It was great. Bo Nickel tried to go upper body with him, and I think Bo learned quickly that it wasn't an area that he wanted to be in. So Nickel did what – he should have done the smart thing to do, uh, the smart thing, and, and he shot in, got a nice leg attack, and took him down. I didn't watch this match, yeah. so tell me All about right. it. Got a nice shot in, a nice leg attack, took him down there. And this is where the talent of, and the, and the mat awareness of Bo Nickel came into play. Right into a trap arm gut, oh, right done. on the edge of the mat, you're and done. all he did was go back and forth, right to left, you're right done. to left, right to left, and the match was over. I mean, that's how Johnny DeJulius beat. Ness. Correct. I mean, you know, it doesn't mean Correct. you're a better wrestler, but not, not to take anything away from Bo Nickel. That dude's no, a freaking no. stud. No, I mean, Bo won the match. He teched him 12-2. to two. But, I mean, uh, going back to Pat, he reels off three, four wins against real, real solid opponents. He gets crushed by David Taylor. Look, I he mean, that's going to happen. Good, he beat four good wrestlers in this tournament. Or four, excuse me, very, very good, if not Absolutely. wrestlers. Right. Um, and then he's able to get that first takedown against Nickel. You know, obviously, he goes on to lose that match. Um, and then he wrestles Dean for fifth and sixth. And, uh, dude, he beat Dean. So he beat Dean. No, he beat Dean in the Concy. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. You're exactly right. He beat Gabe Dean. That's the that's the point you're trying to make, and I apologize about stumbling on that. Dude, remember when people were saying that Gabe Dean was untouchable? And he really pretty much was. You know, he had a controversial loss to Bo Nickel, who's phenomenal. Let's Bo, just, let's just Bo Nichols, say it. Phenomenal. I mean, on, a, he, on a junior level, Bo Nichols, I mean, he's going to be great. Um, or he would be great, you know. I mean, who, is his phone ringing? Man, I, from a talent standpoint, it has to be. I mean, it absolutely has to be. But it's going to take a certain school and a certain coaching staff that is willing to put up with some of the stuff and provide enough structure. Structure basically yeah. to to put him in a position to succeed. Um, I don't know. According to him, you know, if you follow him on social media, he's getting calls from people. Um, I would look for him to land at a place like you know, Rutgers, Buffalo, um, someplace like that. God, can you imagine if he ended up at Arizona State though? Yeah, then they would be dangerous. At ninety seven, I've heard Arizona State <laughs> at ninety seven. Anyway, we're just you know, speculating yeah. right now. Uh, but you know, I mean, I'd like to see him at a Buffalo. You know, or uh, a, a place like that. Maybe like Maryland. I, yeah, back home I, I like Maryland. Stutzman a lot, so mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. And Stutzman's actually a really great person. Stutzman could be the type of guy I think that kind of help, um, you know, mold Pat Downey. Like, look, Pat Downey is who he is, and he's always going to be that person. But right. I think that I think that he will mature. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as people, um, you know, tend to do when they get older. He will mature, but he's always going to have a little bit of Pat Downey in him, mm-hmm. and that's just that's why that's why people love him and hate him. Look, there's a lot of people that love Pat Downey. Yeah, there's a lot of people that there love, really is. love Pat Downey. I mean, 
I think he's a great wrestler, man. I think he's a fantastic wrestler, and I think people that uh, think otherwise, I mean, you saw this weekend what he's capable of basically coming off the couch to the wrestling mat. Um, I mean, he beat some really good guys, and if he was in shape, if he was in the shape that he should and could be in, um, I, I think he's got a chance to go top three in that tournament, top three, top he'd four. He'd have to beat Nickel. Yeah, he'd have to beat Nickel. Right. He's not beating Taylor, right? But he'd no, have to beat I don't think he's beating Taylor. But, you know, speaking of that weight class, though, how about the run that Nick Heflin had, Ohio State? Heflin had a hell of a run, dude. Yeah. He, he His only loss was to Taylor. Taylor. Exactly. And he, he um, chest-wrapped Taylor twice. Yeah. I mean, he he was competitive with Taylor for a little while. And t- but, look, David Taylor's otherworldly. Um where the hell did Heflin come from? Dan Vest was te- uh, talking to me, and not texting me, but on Twitter, and he goes, I looked up, and I saw that Heflin was in the bracket, and I thought he didn't even know he was wrestling. He's, like, you know, he's been coaching out of Princeton. They yep. said he's been training hard. Obviously, he's been hitting the weights because the dude looked like a freaking mountain. Well, he, yeah, he loves a lift. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's um, a big thing. You know, he looked jacked, but on top of that, you can tell he's been training well because he wrestled a great tournament. And he looked good freestyle-wise, too. Him beating, him beating Bo Nickel was a shock to me. I thought Bo Nickel would finish third in that weight class after he lost to last, Taylor. I told you this last week. Last time they wrestled, Heflin pinned Bo Nickel at the last chance qualifier last right, year. Right, um, But you granted, you're right. Nickel's, even, Nickel's way better than he was last year. Um, so it is a surprise, I think. You're right. If I had to pick Nickel versus Heflin right now, you're picking Nickel, right? I would have, yes. But Heflin's big and... He's, remember, we remember back to high or remember back to college. He's really hard to score on. He really is. Yeah, he's a I freaking mean, tank. He's dude. a grinder, you know. But anyway, I thought he had a great tournament. It was scored nice ten to points see. against Bo Nickel. Yeah, that was nice. What did he beat him? Ten to six. Ten to six. Yeah. Yeah. It was good to see him on the mat. Good to see him having success this weekend. Um, with that victory, or, or I'm sorry, with that third place at this tournament, he should come into the World Team Trials with a nice seed. So. Maybe we can see him take top three, three at the World Team seed, Trials. Right? Yeah, would it be three or four seed. You know, if he take, if he makes top threes on the national team, that would be awesome if he can make the national team. You know, so you know, I'd like to see it. Yeah, what do you think? that's that's really neat, man. <laughs> no, especially because I knew he was wrestling in it because we talked about it, but mm-hmm. I didn't think we didn't think he was going to do anything. No, I mean, I I didn't expect the tournament that he had. I also didn't expect the tournament Pat Downey was going to have. No. I mean, again, being honest, I didn't expect that Pat Downey would have that type of tournament either, but it just goes to show what type of talent he has. And the funny thing is, man, I don't know if you've been on Twitter at all this morning, but there are still people shit-talking him about only, only taking fifth at the U.S. Open. Like some, you know, there were comments like, wow, man, all that talking, and you only take fifth at the U.S. Open, wow. And your only losses are to uh, David Taylor and Bo Nickel, who are completely legitimate wrestlers. I mean, like, what do you want? What do you want, dude? <laughs> right. Look who he beat. He beat multiple All Americans. He beat freaking Gabe Dean. I mean, what what do you want from him? Like, look, like it's I said, just dumb. It's you, stupid. People you know, are stupid. As a person, I think Pat Downey has a lot of room to grow. You know, sure. But as a wrestler, and and I th- I think Pat Downey can be a good person too. But as a wrestler, he's a hell of a wrestler. And if you try to deny your his talent, then you're then you're dumb. Then you're dumb if you're trying to deny his talent. Absolutely, I agree with you, man. All right, so let's uh, what was it? What's another big match that you want to kind of talk about? There was a lot that went on this weekend. How about do you? How about Nathan Tomasello? I was I was just about to say that Nathan Tomasello I thought had a pretty good tournament. I think that he's damn close. Um, I'd like to talk about his match with uh, with Tony Ramos if you, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. Um, I, yeah, we can talk about that for well, sure. Yeah, so why don't, um, why don't we roll through, um, kind of his uh, so, um, he beats uh, Nico Megalutis, who a lot of people had had, had penciled in as one of the favorites, which is. Which made sense. Nico Megalutis had had a nice uh, year. He beats him five to four. Even though Tomasello's never lost to him. Yeah, Tomasello's now undefeated against Nico. Or continually, I think it's five and zero. Oh. Yep, continue to be undefeated against Nico Megalutis twice in freestyle. Uh, I believe twice in twice 
twice or three times in folk style. Um, that was a hell of a match. Nico or uh, didn't come sell it to come back at the end to, to win that match. Yes. Um, he looked good. He looked good. Nah, he could lose the headgear, but you know he's got to keep his ears. Got to keep his ears clean for the ladies. <laughs> you I didn't guess. like you wearing the headgear. Yeah, huh? doesn't don't be wearing that headgear, NATO. Um, the Ramos match. Talk to me about it this was, Ramos there match. There was nothing wrong with it, and it was officiated exactly the way it should have. I didn't get to watch this match. Okay, it was. Can I just say one thing though? Yeah. Like p- people, Tomasello. Can we can we figure out a way not to lose to Iowa in the semifinals of a Jesus. tournament? Oh, please. You hurt me to the core, bro. <laughs> like, can hurt we me to the can core. we put him on the other side of the bracket oh. from the Iowa guys? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had no, to throw that up there. You're right. It's you're like right. Clark okay, Gilman. It happens Ramos. once. Okay, it happens twice. Eh, we see it a trend three times. It's a pattern. You know, now it's like a habit. It's a habit. He hates Iowa. Um, here's where I think that the freestyle rules might let us down, and, and the only reason why I think it's so pronounced is because obviously I'm a huge NATO fan, but I didn't get on Twitter afterwards and say this is bullshit or say that you know Ramos didn't deserve this to win. I do think, and I think, and I saw other people out there. I, I refrained from commenting. Other people that didn't have ties to either program said that hey, I think Nathan Tomasello was the better wrestler in that match. Here's the problem. What happened in that match? Because okay, I didn't get to watch. There were this two. One. There was two great takedown attempts from. Or one great takedown, they take takedown attempt from each person, mm-hmm. um, and um, both of them ended up in pushouts. Okay, and then there was two shot clocks. Okay, I believe. Er, so that's the two points for each that were scored. Yep. There, yeah. Okay. So here's what happened. Ramos gets put on the shot clock first. Okay. Which is a bad thing. You want to be put on the shot clock first, because in a match like this, they're going to inevitably hit the other guy and put him on the shot clock last, and that means you get that one point and you can win all ties. If you if you get what I'm saying, so Ramos on criteria, yeah. So Tomasello's wrestling great, great hand fighting. It's not like Ramos is just lame ducking it, but Tomasello's no. got a little bit more of an exchange. He got a nice shot that he fin- almost finished and um for points, but uh, it ended up being a push out. Ramos goes on the clock. Okay, uh, we 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 you know bury down. Tomasello gets his point. They go into the um the break, come back out. Um, Ramos gets his uh, one point. For a, a push out with a really nice shot, um, it, 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 it either happened there or he got the push out, for, or he got the shot clock violation first. But the problem is, okay, so they go about a minute into the second period, nobody scores. So, but even though Tomasello was, both of them were very offensive. There's no reason for either one of them to get a passive. But by law, apparently you have to call somebody for passivity. You know, I mean, I don't think that's the truth that you have to. But there, are the, you know, you see that all the time. Oh, wait, we already hit the first guy, right. so now we've got to hit the second guy. Okay. So they hit Tomasello with passivity, even though it didn't warrant it. It didn't warrant it for Ramos the second time either. Or- and it's funny you say that about passivity, because, look, I, the freestyle rules have changed so much almost every year that it's very hard to keep up with and to follow and to truly understand. You've really got to be somebody that watches a lot of freestyle wrestling or coaches it or officiates it to really understand the rules. Because they change uh, so much. They change so much. And one of the big themes, one of the big themes that I was noticing, or at least in my own opinion, as I was watching these matches this weekend, was that there were times when passivity was called, and I'm like, "Yes, I get that." There was a lot of times when passivity was called, and I'm like, "I'm, I'm not seeing this. I don't like, understand it." You've got two guys that are basically holding center of the mat, hand fighting, hand fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a, a, a key part of wrestling. All right, 
And suddenly, if somebody hasn't taken a shot in 30 seconds or whatever, it's past. And the worst part is then they stop the match, and the refs do those little wiggle things with his hands. Then he pulls up a hand, and he's like, tells him, and he waves his finger at him. It's like, just let him wrestle, man. If you're going to call passivity, that's fine. But, you know, do it consistently and do it like stalling in college where you say passive blue, but you let them to keep wrestling. I don't want them to stop. Way too many stops in freestyle. They got rid of one of them. They do. They do. They got rid of one of them, which is awesome, which was the 30-second violation. Now, after you don't score after 30 seconds, they just throw the point up. Yeah. But now there's some pretty cool ways that you can manipulate that. And I saw that in a couple of different matches. Yeah. I want to talk about one real quick. Yeah. Oh, right now? No, no. Oh, we'll okay. Okay. In a second. Um, but yeah, but way too many stoppages, the passivities. Right. It's, it's stupid that Nathan Tomasello lost. So his, what his strategy should have been, here's why it's dumb. His strategy should have been to get hit, get hit for passivity first. Because then that way. He gives up the point first, but then he gets last point score. I'm picking because they would have put Ramos on the clock. And I'm not saying that. Look, I think there was a pretty damn even match. I think NATO probably personally, I'm biased, out wrestled Ramos just a little bit, not a ton. Um, but I think it's silly, and I think it's warranted talking about. Well, I think those are all great points, Ben. And one of the things I took away from Nathan Thomasell this weekend, and I'm going to even touch on Tony Ramos too. Um, I was one that probably for the last six to seven months, I thought that. And it doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but I thought the future at 57 was between Nashawn Garrett and Megalutis. Okay, I thought that it was looking like that was the future. Um, I think we are seeing a Nathan Tomasello who can be very dangerous in that weight class, who has not been training freestyle full time. And once he is, I think there's a lot about his game, his style that makes him probably the better candidate for the future at this weight class, in my opinion. He's going to have something to say about it. Absolutely. Right? Um, um, I, I, and, and it's hard to deny what you said. I mean, I, I, I picked Nation Garrett. I thought, I thought straight up, hands down, Nation Garrett was the future. And Megalutis was definitely a very solid um, you know, depth guy. Sure. Um, as far as Tony Ramos goes, um, look, we talked about this last week when we were kind of, kind of previewing the U.S. Open. You can't discount the experience that he has in freestyle because he's been around, he's been training a lot. He's represented our, our he's represented our country. Um, and it really showed this weekend in his savviness. And I think he out savvied some wrestlers. And there was one spot, which really stood out to me too. It, it was in his finals match against nation. And I thought, wow, this was, Oh yeah, this was, I know exactly what you're this was say. fantastic. Like his thought process was amazing. Nation Garrett's on the shot clock. All right. And there's probably about five seconds left on the shot clock. And Tony Ramos gets on a real nice yep. single leg. He gets the leg in the air and he just holds it there until he, and he's watching the clock until the shot clock ticks to 30. He gets his one point for the shot clock, the violation, shot clock violation. And then he finishes the takedown. I don't, I can't remember if he finished it or if he got the push. I think out. it might've been a push. I out. think it might've been a push yeah. out. But so either way, either way, same point. That, right? That's somebody savvy, that baby. is savvy and experienced and understands that style of wrestling. NATO did that too. Um, um, later on with Frank Pirelli mm-hmm. in their finals third and fourth. But yeah, that's really neat. But it's just, a, it's a, it's a good example of how guys like a Jordan Burroughs is able to still beat a Kyle Dake, how Tony Ramos is still able to come out savvy, on top baby. of the U S yeah. open, you know, those types of guys. And you know, you can't discount. I mean, you can't discount that. But I think ultimately my point was, I think I saw a lot from Nathan Tomasello that I think his style is going to translate very well in the freestyle. And I think that once he's training this full time, um, he may actually be the one that ends up being the future for the United States at this weight class. He could if be. he can manage the weight cut he, once they change yep, the rules. Yep, he could be. We've got a lot of we got a lot of depth. We got a lot of depth at that weight. Um, it, you know, it's hard for me to discount because 
you know, I think that I want to hit on your point about Megalutus is only going to get better too. I will say he definitely that. is, and Nation Garrett is too. I think. Well, who knows? Um, I think Nation Garrett has the physical raw talent better than Ramos, right? Mm-hmm. But he got he just got out savvy. He got out countered. I mm-hmm. watched that finals match again. He, um, you know, um, he shot in. Ramos put him kind of in a um, kind of like a front headlock to a cradle type thing, and then mm-hmm. when he let go of the head, finished on that. He just, uh, you know, great counter wrestler. Uh, Nation Garrett is probably one of the most dangerous wrestlers on his feet. Um, he's definitely the most dangerous wrestler on his feet in this weight class. His ability to go from one side to the other like, within the same transition of a shot is amazing. Like, he'll shoot to the right, and the guy will um, – it's almost like Ed Ruthish, like where you just kind of float mm-hmm. in there. The guy will pull his leg back, and all of a sudden he's in on another leg. It's just crazy. Um, so I think that Nathan, or Nation Garrett is probably the most um, – is probably the best wrestler offensively on his feet in that on his feet in that weight class. Ramos is probably right now at this point the most savvy. And I think NATO is pretty close to uh pretty close to both of them. Yeah, good points, man. Um how about the tournament that Brandon Wright had? I I, I don't know who that dude is. I had to look him up. I think he wrestles from Grand Valley Valley. Yeah, he's a he's a Grandview. He's a Grandview Grand, guy. Grand, Grandview, um, sorry. Big, big, big time high school talent, man. This is going back to like the uh the late 2000s, like 2007, 2008. He's out of Indiana, out of Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, he was big time, big time talent. Um, I mean, he, he went out to Fargo a couple times. I know he won it a couple of times. Um, he had a, a bracket one year. I think it might have been cadet. Um, it might have been the cadet fi- uh, Fargo bracket in around 2007 or 2008 where he beat Alex Deringer in the finals. It also included guys like Mitchell Port. Um, oh, shit. Uh, there was about five guys in that bracket. Deringer and Port? Yeah, I mean, he, he ran the table on this bracket, and it was a very, very loaded bracket. I didn't know who this dude um, was at all. Yeah, he, I mean, great wrestler. Um, apparently pretty highly recruited as well. I mean, I had colleges from all, all around kind of co- contacting him. Um, that's about all I know at this point. For some the encyclopedia reason or other, over here spitting game. <laughs> for some reason or other, he ended up at Grandview. Um, so he goes out this weekend. You know, obviously, you know, we you, you and I last week said that at 61, we thought that Jason Ness was kind of the cream of the crop. Um, also, yeah. look out for Kendrick Maple um, and Cody Brewer, those types of guys. Um, yeah, which I think were, yeah. Uh, fair, I mean, yeah. obviously, I mean, m- most anybody would say that. Um, you know, Johnny DeJulius pulls the big upset against Jason Ness. Brandon Wright ends up running the table in that top half of the bracket, making the finals, and then ends up losing to Kendrick Maple, but has a great, great tournament this weekend. And my understanding, too, that especially the way the announcers were talking, I think it might have been it might have been Flo's Nomad and uh, and Mike Mao, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Nobody knows where this guy's training. What? So he's like a free agent. What do you mean nobody knows where he's training? I mean, he's got to be training somewhere. Right, but he's like a free agent, man. He's training in his garage? I mean, I don't know. So the point they were trying to make was, is how about, you know, a, a, an RTC like, like Ohio or someplace like that. Look at Steber, though. Same weight. You don't think they – I don't know how it works. I don't want a damn Ramos-Dennis situation in the room. That's a little different, man. <laughs> I don't think Tom Ryan's going to say, Logan, I'm not coaching you. I'm coaching this guy. Hell, I would. Fuck this. Oh, shit. Screw Brandon Wright. Man, I'm going to have to have a stern talking to your mom about I this. Know. All right. I like anyway, that. this dude had a great tournament. Um, obviously, he loses to Kendrick Maple in the finals. Kendrick Maple, by the way, had a fantastic tournament. He this looked week. How awesome. The, how the hell... How the hell is Kendrick Maple and Josh Kindig wrestling 61 kilograms? They were 149 pounders in college. I know, and they both they both look good. I mean, they both were putting up points. But Kendrick, Maple, Maple looked like a distance runner from Ethiopia or something like that. He did look pretty skinny. He was sucked out, man. I have some notes here. Very long for the weight. 
That's your note? Yeah. Very long. That's not my only note. Great scouting report, Ben. I didn't say, that's not my only note. I got other notes. Nathan Tomasello, very, very short for the week. My next note, could he cause problems for Steve? Question mark. What do you think? That's a great question. Well, they wrestled at the All-Star Classic a couple of years ago when Steve bumped up and Steve beat him in OT. Granted, that's folk. Granted, that's a while ago. Um, I'm going to say no because I think that uh, Steve's got the ability, the offensive prowess to be able to keep up with the Maple, and I think he's probably a little more savvy in wrestling, and he's got a little more experience. But I do think that Maple presents a problem to Steber that Graf and Ness and the other people that he wrestled for the world, not only the way world team trials does. Or did present that same problem. What do you think? Oh, he's very long for the weight. Yeah, I, I think his uh, his length is going to give Steber no. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, he's talented enough. Um, I'm going to go back to. I think one thing that Steber does that I think frustrates a lot of people, especially in freestyle. Um, we saw it in college, but he's a volume shooter on his feet. Yeah, he is for sure. not. Um, sitting back, always waiting for you to make a mistake. He's going to force you to make mistakes. He's going to force you to wrestle with him. And I think that doesn't bode well for a lot of guys. I think that's one of the reasons why he's so successful is not only is he a, is he a volume shooter, he's also very good at getting in on those shots and finishing well, those shots. Well, he doesn't shots. give you time to get to your offense. Exactly. Um, I think that Maple is very talented. Um, yes, he is long for the weight, and I think his length could give somebody like Steber problems. But I'm going to go until proven otherwise. Steber's the man at that weight. Oh I'm, god, yeah. You know. I mean, it's you don't bet on that match if you're a betting person. Right. Did you see Brewer versus Maple? I thought the score was a little wonky, but those two freaking scrapped, dude. I don't know if you saw it. No, but did you see Brewer and Kendig sixteen to sixteen? I didn't watch that one. No, no. <laughs> sixteen to sixteen. <laughs> well, well, that's not a surprise with those two freaking knuckleheads <laughs> out there just freaking throwing each other on each other's backs. Um. Maple Brewer was pretty damn good, too. I mean, Brewer just will not stop. He was no. down by seven um, with, like, six seconds left, and he's just, like, going after this dude. Brewer's tough. I just um, – He'll be a player. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's the yeah, – I'm not sure he's making a world team, but he'll be a player. You know who I feel bad for? Johnny DeJulius? No, no. You know, but hey, JDJ, why couldn't we get one of those wins or two of those wins while you were at Ohio State, man? Oh, man, you calling him out? I am. Like, dude, you had Brian Murphy. No, that, that was Demas. That was Demas, <laughs> Never bro. mind. JDJ lost to, like, Montoya and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Um, JDJ took Ness down and just trapped arm gutted the shit out of him. It was crazy. Guy, it, dude, if a guy gets a trap arm gut on you, dude, it's almost unfair. You know, if somebody you might just stop Logan Seaver gets a trapped arm on you, you're done. You're done. You're done. Um, and no, who I feel bad for is uh, Nazar 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 Kolchitsky. That dude is so good at freestyle, but he just can't figure James Green out. Oh, I, yeah, I and um at one set or it's, excuse me, seventy kilos. Seventy kilos. Um, he had a great great run up until the finals. I think he didn't have his points scored on him until the finals. Um, and he went through guys like um I know Hunter Steber was one of them. Um, uh, he, Tech Pantaleo, Pantaleo, who had a great, a really nice tournament by himself. Beat Jason by the way. Chamberlain, yeah. yeah, Pantaleo had a nice P- tournament. Pantaleo had a nice tournament. Um, Kolchitsky's a guy who I think has a style that would translate very well. Um, who is Kolchitsky? I mean, I know the name, but I'm just like I don't, I don't really know, remember him from college or anything. I don't remember if he was D1 in college. I think he might have been in a D2 program. We can look that up. Look it up real quick. But I, I think he's from Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you keep talking. I'm um, but I think his style translates very well, obviously, um, and, and I think he would do well 
representing the United States, but he just can't figure out James Green out. And look, I mean, not a lot of people can. And seems James, like he's got a James foreign Green name. is doing very well, obviously himself. James Green's doing, dude. James Green's looking like, uh, um, you know, back to his uh, bronze medal form. You right. Know? Yeah, he looked good this weekend. Um, I have no clue. University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Oshkosh. Oshkosh Bagash. Oh, he's from Ukraine. Yeah. That's not a surprise because of his name. What? You think his name sounds Ukrainian? Nazar Kolchitsky? Yeah. Hmm. It's not like Mike Brown? Mike Smith. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mike Brown. How about Mike Brown screwing that up again? <laughs> Whatever. The Browns. All right. Um, Who else do you think? You also think look pretty good at this weight. Um, I actually thought Nolf had a great tournament um, for not wrestling the style much, never being on a world team. I think he put a, put together a nice little run this weekend. Yeah, that's a, you make a great point there because we haven't seen him wrestle a ton of freestyle at, at the highest of highest levels. I mean, and, you know, at least recently, right? I'm not sure what he did in Fargo. He he was down early, like big to James Green, and he battled back. He hit him with an inside trip. Ooh, shout out to Nolf for that inside trip, though. Whoop. Um, yeah, whoop, don't wind up on your back, Green, <laughs> which he didn't. He didn't. He did. He, he, he rolled over and won. So, but uh, he looked good. And then on the backside, uh, I think he uh, pushed it uh, pretty good to the end. And then I think he had a loss to. Um, so he ended up taking fourth, losing to Pammy. Right. And I'll tell you, talk about this Pammy. Chase Pammy's good. Chase Pammy's been around for a while. Um, but what made his tournament so remarkable is he lost in the first round. Pammy's first name starts with an S. It looks like on this. Yeah, but he goes it's called by Chase. Chase, Chase All right, Pammy. Cool. Um, he lost in the first round and what? came back all the way he to did? take third. He did. Damn. That's crazy, What bro. do you think about that? Uh, road, road Warrior, Warrior of the, the Week! week. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! Chase Pam is our Road Warrior of the Week! Nah, so, uh, Nolf losing to Pammy is not like... Uh, to me, that's not a huge surprise. Okay, because I don't know um, as much about him as you do. Right, it's not a huge surprise. Pammy's pretty good. He's, he's very good in freestyle. Uh, been around for a while. Well, I found it very interesting that he lost in the first round. Actually... Technically, the first round, everybody had buys. He lost in the round of 32. But still, I mean, that's basically like losing the first round of NCAAs. Yeah. And reeling off back. all the way, you know, pulling the old Zach Epperly. We'll and, send uh, uh, Chase Payment Road Warrior of the Week medal. Oh, yeah? You got one? We make them. In, okay. Make them in our wood shop. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, yeah, he, you know, going back to your question, Nolf had a great tournament. I think the question with Nolf has always been how will his style translate right, to, right. to freestyle? Yeah. Um, and... Look, man, yeah, freestyle is different. Wrestling is wrestling, and good wrestlers know how to figure it he's out and adjust. Fine. He's going to adjust, and he he's shown that he can score points on anybody, uh, and he'll eventually be pretty dangerous. Um, yeah, and, and the thing is, Penn State had a great showing here. They didn't put a bunch of people, you know, they didn't have a bunch of wins. In fact, I don't think any Penn State guys won. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Suckers. David Taylor. Oh, Taylor. <laughs> but he's Ohio. He's Ohio guy. So we can kind of split the baby with Penn State on that one. Pretty sure he trains at the uh, Nittany Lion. I know, but we can split the baby because we own him. I mean, technically, Wyoming gets to claim, claim no, too. No, he wrestled high school. At, I'm not going to argue with you. But anyways, <laughs> so Bo Nickel had a pretty damn good tournament, Always too. argue with Nolf me. had a good tournament. Well, that's, that's, what, that's our shtick. Um, but you know who I thought had a pretty decent tournament, too, who um, I don't think got screwed at all. But people are, people are out there whining like little freaking babies. You mean? Zane Rutherford. Oh, we're going to piss some people off. Hey, maybe stop sticking your freaking thumb up people's noses and poking people in the eyes, and you won't get hit with a caution <laughs> until you dummy. I'd just like to point out he that does that, it. 
those comments are the uh, comments and thoughts and opinions of Ben Watson and Ben Watson only. That's fine. You don't agree? But I do agree. Thank you. So let's talk. Let's talk Rutherford Oliver because I mean that's hot. Look, man, Rutherford is going to be awesome at this weight, and yeah, he's, odds he's are he's going to be the future at this weight class. You said he was the future this time. I, I, you know what? You're right. I did. I thought he. I thought the way he was wrestling, the way things were working out, especially. Um, I thought Jo had regressed. Okay, I thought yeah, Jordan Oliver yeah. had regressed a little bit, and that's not a knock on Oliver. It's just no matter what, it seems like no matter how talented he is or how good he's doing, he always seems to hit a roadblock. Never got it. Never quite got it done. Right. Exactly. And then I was just busting your balls about you saying. I mean, you thought Molinero was going to run away with this. Correct. Part. Yeah, and, and I was just busting your balls about you saying he's for his future. He very might as well be. But t- t- let's t- talk me about this Rutherford Jo match. There was a lot of controversy around this match, especially the way it finished. I mean, what, Rutherford, what was out, Rutherford was out wrestling him, but as far as you can out wrestle somebody by scoring only three points. Do you think that final uh, action or you know continuation? It's a of, correct throw. W- w- was it scored correctly? Yeah, you think? I think so. Based on my understanding, now I'd like to talk to somebody like maybe Tommy B or from Blood Round who actually refs, you know, or or you know somebody else to, to understand a little bit more about. I was actually just texting with him. I should have asked him that. Um, to whether or not um, you know that's actually scored appropriately. But to me, it seemed like an attempt for a throw that was a, a correct, not a dive. It was actually set up well, and he just didn't get exposure. That's worth two points. I think the bigger question is people are trying to say the caution in two was bullshit, but Rutherford was warned multiple times before he was hit with a caution in two to stay out of the face. He can't do it. Even after he got hit with a caution in two, he kept on putting his hands back in the face. And that's something the refs in college won't call him on. They won't call him on. He's being, you know, because they're nervous about it. But, um, yeah, so, but I think it's bullshit that he would have his hands. I mean, I'm talking covering the face yes. of, of, of his opponent. It, it's what he does. He does it in every match. He, he does it, you know, every match in college. He's obviously doing the international style. And unfortunately, they're, the refs in, in, in freestyle are not going to let him get away. He's going to have to f- change that or he's yep. going to find himself in trouble. Yeah. He lost. He, he probably lost that match because of it. No, no, it's 100% he lost it because of it. Right. He out-wrestled him. He was winning. Um, so it was, he won 4-2. to two. Oliver, I think he got, um, he got the one, one extra point at the end for uh, the challenge. Was like, it four to two? Yeah, no, okay. it's five to two. But if you lose a gotcha. challenge, you get a point, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it was four to. So it's two to two, and Rutherford's in about to take him down, and um, um, Oliver hits a gator bacon, standing gator bacon on him, and doesn't quite get exposure, but um, gets it close enough, and they give him two. So for somebody who's such as myself, I'm talking about me, who's you know always confused on the freestyle rules. I kind of am too. Yeah. When Oliver hit that. You know, gator bacon, I guess, or whatnot. So Rutherford had his leg in the air, you know, single leg in the air between his legs. Um, Oliver threw him over, you know, kind of rolled back, threw him over. He didn't get the exposure, but didn't Oliver roll across his back? He did, but he didn't, like, roll on it because he was still in the air. So it was like an arch. Okay. It was, okay. It was, so they considered that an arch. Yeah, it was okay. an arch. It was definitely – and it was. Okay. It was definitely an arch. Um, look, I think the rule was – I think it was appropriately called. Um, the biggest thing I think was – that people are mad about is the caution in two. But if you're warned a couple times it's before you do man. it. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you're warned. Get your hands look, out of his freaking exactly, face. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, big props to Jordan Oliver, man. He had a lot of doubters going into this weekend. A lot of doubters. He's fired um, up on Twitter. It, oh. Snakes and fakes. He's him and Pat Downey hate people. <laughs> um, but now, he, look, him and Molinero had a great match. And I don't think that mm-hmm. J.O. has mm-hmm. ever lost to Molinero. All right? So, advantage, J.O. Sure. And now J.O. gets, you know, obviously to sit until the finals of the real team trials, which is going to bode very well for him. Correct me if I'm wrong. J.O. never made a real team, right? 
No, he's never made a world team. Not 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 a senior level world team, right? Yeah, correct. Never not, made a senior level world team. So because Metcalf has beat him every correct. time. Correct. Um, so look, props to him. He you know he he got the job done in that weight class. Now he gets to sit until the finals of the world team trials. Um, I'm not ready to call him the favorite just yet because I saw some things from Molinero this weekend that I think. You know, I'm starting to see what you're seeing, seeing that still make him extremely sure. dangerous. I mean, this match Dale is close, exactly. But the thing is, that weight class is so brutal. Molinero is not guaranteed to get through the challenge tournament. Nope. Did you see that freaking double leg with against um? Oh God, Kennedy. Yeah, he planted him. Oh, it was probably so the most loud. explosive shot I've ever seen. So I was watching both of them at the same time, um, one on computer, one on TV, and I had the volume up on my computer, and that match was on the TV. And I heard on my computer, everybody go, oh, and I'm like watching the computer. I'm like, what the hell is that? And so I went back and looked, and I was like, oh, my God. He just got freaking planning. Yeah. Um, this is the one weight class where I'm concerned about a guy sitting in the finals because I don't think either one of them deserves it. I think both of them deserve okay. – he deserves it because he earned it, right? Correct. But I think that it should be – at least it's two out of three because I think they're so tight and so close that – I'm not ready to say that J.O. is a better wrestler than Molinero or a better, a better representative for us than Molinero. He certainly may well be. The guy's great, and I picked him to be in the finals. Um, I, I picked him to lose to Molinero, and it was a pretty damn close match. Um, but this is one where, you know, it, it may be decided because J.O. might win it, win the spot based on the fact that he won his U.S. Open. But Correct. I guess that's kind of the pur- that's one of the, the purpose point. of it, that's right? That's the purpose yeah, of it, so. yeah. I mean, so he, he earned that spot, to be truthfully honest, to sit in the finals. So. He definitely did. So, I mean, I'm happy for him. I am happy for him. Um, and I'm I, happy that somebody finally called Rutherford on poking people in the nose. Yeah, I mean, stop picking people's nose. They, Do you see that picture that a, with him putting it in Micah's face, like like that hand in Micah's yeah. face, like where he's jabbing up his nose? I'm like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> We love you, Penn State fans. We yeah. really do. Well, no, and look, we've, we, dude, we've given enough props to Zane Redford on this podcast that I can talk shit about the way he pokes people's eyes. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So I know another match that you were really interested in was the uh, Guzowski uh, Zach Ray match. Um, I don't have a ton to say about it, but I was just inter- I was intrigued because I think that's a, a weight in flux, right? It is. It, it really is, and it, you know what? Let me let me let me rephrase that. In my opinion, it's a weight in flux. When we're competing against the rest of the world, I think from United States perspective, I honestly think Gwazowski is the best guy in the country right now when he's wrestling other people in the country. Yeah. But I think when he goes up against guys in other, when we're wrestling other countries, other teams, he struggles. Yeah, Zach Ray seems to be a little more savvy there. Correct. Now, could that be due to Zach Ray's again his his experience? Definitely, the could time be. that he's had. Definitely, could, could be it that. be due to the fact that he's built like a mountain style and stylistically correct? Um, I, I I don't know, but look, Gwazowski is showing people like you know domestic one twenty five kilogram guys that he's going to get to your legs and can take you down. Yeah, I mean, not only is he big, he's just as big as they are almost. He's a little smaller, probably than a Ray. But not not much. I mean, he's not like Snyder going against Wazowski. Correct, kind correct. Of, you know, yeah, right. I get your point. Yeah, um, but he's much more athletic than they are. Much oh, more technical than they are. No doubt about it. Um, you know, I think Ray's got a really good international style, and and I'm not ready to wrap this up and you know give it to Gwazdowski yet, even though he's going to be sitting in the finals. Um, I still see Ray as an opportunity to be able to win it, but I think it's a two-man race, and I think they've proved it, even though some of the matches were close with uh, Nelson, Nelson and everything. Look, I mean, heavyweight matches are going to be close. Um, I like, I like uh, 
Gwizdowski over Raiden. I pick Ray over Gwizdowski, and I'm not making a prediction right now, but my initial thoughts are probably Gwiz over Ray at the World Team Trials just based on his ability to sit in the finals because that's how close they are, I think. Yeah, I, I would say that's pretty pretty. And I'm not point. sure who's got a better chance at some point to, to, to um you know, to medal in the world. You know, I'd say right now maybe Ray, maybe Gwiz. I don't see a, a medal from either one of them this year in the world. Fair you point. know, which is fine. Fair point. They're young. They are young. And, again, yeah, it always goes back to styles. And not only styles, but, again, the savviness. And I think if Gwizowski ends up being our best guy at this weight and makes the real team, look, we just saw him at the World Cup. He struggled greatly at the World Cup. Yeah, he didn't win a match. Um, so it didn't – that doesn't bode well for him going, you know, to to the World Championships. But anything can change between now and then. You know, it's definitely not out of the realm Absolutely. of possibility. How many times does Snyder lose a, drop a match, you know, during the regular international season? And all he's done is one – uh, a couple of golden, medals. yeah, golden uh, Olympics and uh, worlds. So yeah, so that's basically all I got for uh, you know senior men's free. Unless you want to talk about anything else, uh, no. Let's talk the women a little bit. Um, I love talking to women. We, no, we're <laughs> going to talk about the women, Ben, not to the women. Oh, I talk about them too. <laughs> oh, you talking about women's wrestling? All yeah, right. you know, little little tournament going on this weekend, the women's world team trials. I love women's wrestling. Um, so yeah. I think the big story from the women's world team trials this weekend um, is Helen Marulis again. She's up two weight classes. She looked phenomenal this weekend. She, her finals match, I mean, some of the stuff she was hitting in that finals match was just amazing, and it, it didn't last long. I need you to describe it to me. I watched Helen wrestle some, wrestle some earlier, but I didn't get to see the finals match. So. She did this thing twice. I think she did it twice in the finals. It was really nice. Where She basically had like a two-on-one, and she was trying to do a two-on-one go behind. Two -on -one. She does. She really does. Um, so she was basically doing a two on one go behind. So she gets the two on one. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I, I can't remember if she does from the left side or the right side, but anyway, she'll kind of pull them forward a little bit. And as they're going forward, what she does is she hooks the leg. Oh yeah. She hooks yeah. the leg then from the she, back or the front from the back. So she'll hook the okay. leg with her leg. Um, so the near kind of like step over yeah, her, she'll step over her opponent's near leg. Um, and when she does this, what she'll do is she'll keep the arm that she has the two on one on. She'll keep the bicep controlled but she'll take the other hand and she'll drop it down and she'll catch that leg and catches him in yep. like a low leg cradle gotcha. a low leg cradle right there and she did that twice um and she just looked really good really technical she looked like she was moving very well in the matches that i saw earlier mm -hmm. um and that was my biggest concern remember when i told you that and i wasn't sure that was the right weight for her because people tend to in the game weight get sluggish but it seems like she put on good weight right she didn't put on bad weight. Oh, she she looked fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I mean, was worried about that, but she she looked good. She looks really good. Look, she's poised to make another world run, right? I, I would think so. I mean, she's still young. People don't realize that she's real young. She lost in the 2012 Olympic trials. She was she was 20 years old. That's yeah, young. And she was supposed to win. And she was supposed to win. So she goes out. Obviously, this past year would make her four. You know, 24. 24 so she wins a gold medal at roughly roughly 24 years old. Most athletes don't even hit their peak. And between the ages of 24 and 28. Yeah. So, you know, I think that she's still got plenty of wrestling left in her, right? Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, I think the, uh, the only thing that keeps her from wrestling is, is herself when she says, I'm ready to quit. But, yeah. you know, she's, she's not like Jordan Burroughs. She's, she's closer to Kyle Snyder than she is Jordan Burroughs, in my opinion. In terms of um, where they're at in their career. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I got you. I agree. I agree. I was happy to see her wrestle. Happy to see her dominate. Um you know, that's great. That's great. So what else you got? Uh, Victoria Anthony at 48 kilograms. That is girl. Studly. She got an inside trip, though. Dude, she's good. 
Like I was very, and admittedly, we've said this before, man, we're, we're, we're figuring women's wrestling out. We're still learning a lot about it. We're watching. We're still learning who the players are, Yeah, but yeah, we're watching now. And it is so fun to watch some of these girls, you know, do battle because I'm like, wow, like really blown out of my mind. Sometimes Victoria Anthony's really good. She obviously won that weight class over, um, I can't uh, Cody, Cody Fow. Yeah, foul. Foul. I think foul's right. Yeah. Yeah. So looking good. I was two actually, zero, right? Every two uh, two matches to zero, right? Yeah. I actually thought um, it may have been the way the bracket broke out. Who was on the top half of the bracket? Was Golston on the bottom half? Of the yeah, Golston was on the the bottom half, and she lost the tight one four two to uh, foul. Yeah, I actually thought Golston was going to push through to the finals. That's who um, we had in the finals. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Victoria Anthony looked really good. Um, you know who I thought looked amazing um, was uh, Allie Reagan. Oh, she's a, she's good, um, and she's dating Corey Clark. Hey, I'm not sure that's public information, brother. Dude, they're like blowing quiz- kisses on Twitter, homie. Oh, they are. She even said, "I wish my bae was gonna be in Vegas with me," and he's like, "Oh, I wish I was gonna be there too, bae." Like, what's up with this millennials and bae? They, they, bae, bae? Yeah. What does it What does it mean? I, it's like they're, it's like they're too lazy to hey, put the, the other B in there. Hey, somebody that is way younger than us. Please tell us what Bay means, because I'm super confused about it. Um, and why can't I find Allie Reagan's weight class? Well, I mean, she's 60 kilograms, if you were wondering. There it is. I'm, I keep, yeah, okay. Yeah, she beat, uh, I think she beat Fran G- Giorgio in the finals. That's right. Yeah, sorry. I was, um, I was, I'm looking at Flo Arena, and I was looking at the challenge tournament, and I'm like, her name's not in there, but I promise you I watched her <laughs> wrestle. So Fran Giorgio, I only got to see the first match of the night, because it was going late, man, so I was tired. Um but in that first match, she teched But you her. walked Dake and JB? They were the last match. No, there was a different day. Oh, that's right. They were the day yeah. before, weren't Come they? Come on, dog. No, and that was like, we're talking like 1 a.m. or like, or like yeah, 12 o'clock. It, it was late. You're right. It was right. late. Yeah. Dude, so Reagan takes down um, Giorgio, right? I forget what it was. Maybe if it go behind. And she belly-to-back suplexes her for five. Immediately. Like, so Giorgio's- Just nasty. Giorgio's fighting to like not give up the takedown. And I'm like, you know, do you know how they stand like the, the quad pod? Uh-huh. And Allie's like, that's cool. Lifts her up and just belly to backs her for five. Ooh. It was awesome. And then uh, immediately when they get brought back up, boom, low single. Dude, she is. She's good. I didn't realize. She, I mean. Dude, she took a silver at the Uregan. No, she took a silver in the world. I thought she took a silver at the Uregan too. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, you're right. But am I? I, I don't want to misquote stuff. We said last week that Nebraska uh, Kearney, Kearney dropped their wrestling and it's Nebraska Omaha. Yeah. Hey, everybody <laughs> out there from Nebraska Kearney, don't worry. I think you still have Sorry. We got no inside info. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, and, and and to do a quick thing about that, guys, we do our best um, to to um, fact check, but at the same time, we're going to fly out the handle sometimes, and sometimes we're going to say stuff that we think is pretty accurate, and we'll, we'll qualify it. It might not always be accurate, so you can always tell us that we're wrong. But with um, Yeah, Ben actually told me, don't worry, our listeners are idiots. They'll never know the difference. I never said that. But then we had a listener call us out. I thank you for that, by I the way. I never said that our listeners are idiots. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm the we're idiot. We're idiots. Yeah, I'm the idiot. Um. But no, she took a. I said last week that I thought she took a bronze at the non Olympic uh, Worlds. I think she took a silver. Gotcha. So, I mean, this girl can, can she scrap. Can She's <laughs> she good. She belly to back her, and I was like, oh, man. She's good. Yeah. Oh, and then she hit this little single. It was tight, man. So, um, she's going to. She's going mean, to. She's going to make some freaking. Yeah. She's really good. She's going to make some noise. You know, you know who I felt really bad for this weekend? Um, Sarah Hildebrand. Um, Sarah Hildebrand is really, really good. Um, she was in the finals against, um, oh gosh, Becca Leathers. So she makes yeah. the finals against Beth, Becca Leathers. Who's also really who's good. Who's also really good. And I think Sarah Hildebrand, man, was she a World Team member? 
No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, no. Hildebrandt was a real team member, so okay. She, she's man, she's had a rough go of it lately. Let's just put it that way. So ultimately, at the Olympic trials in 2016, I think she injured herself at the Olympic trials. Um, it was either right before then or right after then. Um, nope. Hold on. Let me let me think here. Yeah, she, I I believe she injured her knee at the Olympic team trials in 2016. She had to have surgery after that, um, but she was able to come back and make the world team at the non-Olympic weight world team trials. So yes, she competed. Yes. She, she, she did that this past November. Right. Um, so she's definitely a rising star in women's wrestling. She's young. Um, she's doing well. So it was her and Allie Reagan that made the non-Olympic weight world team. That's right. Okay. Um, so And then if I understand correctly, I switched over to this mat. Obviously not, not enough time, but her finals match with Becca Leathers, as soon as I flipped over, the match – would have been, you know, basically a minute into the match, if that. But Becca Leathers was being handled the, um, handed the, uh, you know, the plaque for winning. Yeah. And I heard the the flow announcer saying, you know, what a what devastating way for Hildebrandt to end this tournament. Um, they think she broke her elbow. Oh, jeez, because she was the favorite. I th- right? Yeah, she I was definitely she was the, the favorite. Yeah, yeah, she was the one seed. Jeez, I didn't see that. That's that's so, too bad, man. I, I I feel for her, man. She's yes. somebody who. Who's obviously had a rough year this past year, well, especially after you get injured at the Olympic trials. As correct, well, you know, correct. Um, so yeah, tough. You know, obviously tough loss to her. Um, congrats to Becca Leathers though making that real team. If I'm not mistaken, Becca Leathers is pretty young as well. Um, yeah, so I think she's fresh out of college. Her, her and Hildebrand might be having some battles here in the future. No doubt about it, man. Um, you know, I guess one of the surprising results to me. There's a couple of surprising results. Um, I think. Um, is that 75 kilograms? Yeah. You know, this is the weight, the weight that's yeah. been vacated by Adeline Gray. Um, and we talked about this last week. We obviously said the big players in this uh, in this weight was going to be Aaron Claudio, Julia Salada, um, as well as Victoria Francis. Um, Victoria Francis, if I'm not mistaken, she did win this weight class. She's ma- she, she did. Yeah, she made she won the weight class. She's go- you know going to be representing the United States at the World Team or World Championships. Um, but she was able to do it by, if I'm not mistaken, beat a Salata, beating Salada for the first time ever. I, I don't know how many. Th- I know they've wrestled a, a number of times, but I know Salada was at least had at least had the had her number, and, and she beat Salada, and then goes out and beats um, Claudio, who uh, who uh, was the number one seed. Yeah, I think Claudio was actually the favorite. Uh, the interesting thing about it to me is, you know, didn't Salada just beat Victoria Francis at the University of Nationals for first and second? I, I don't know, but that, that sounds right. She did. I'm pretty sure she did. Um, so that was a, that was surprising for me, but congrats to Victoria Francis. I mean, she she had to go through the number one and two seed to make that rule team. Yeah, she earned it. She earned she it. She did. She definitely earned it. And how about and, and the other one at sixty nine kilograms? Uh, Menza uh, beating uh, uh, it's uh, Pierchakova. Yeah, yeah, Elena, Elena. Pierchakova. Yeah. That was a you surprise know, to me. Almost, I think it might be a change in the guard there. You think so? Yeah, I mean, I think Pierchakova, um, you know, had kind of owned that weight class for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously was our Olympic representative. Uh, and it has been a world med- or has been a world medalist before, um, and, and Menza looked great, winning her, winning two matches to zero. So let me ask you this: Obviously, we have Helen Maroulis, just a stud. Um, Haley Gallo, yeah, oh, Haley Gallo. You know, Allie Reagan is really coming on of late. How many medals do you see this this women's world team getting? Um, if you were just gonna, if I just said a spitball, yeah. I can see them getting well, – because the, the thing is we're also missing um, um, at 75 kilograms um, Adeline Gray. So, I don't know, maybe three three medals. I think – I was going to say if, you put, if I put the over-under on three, what would you take? 
Well, I, I, I'd, I'd probably, t- I'd probably <laughs> take the over because I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist. Gotcha. I'd say that's uh, three is about where I was thinking as well. I think it's going to be a good. I think this is a good team that will be representing us. I like Anthony. I, I think she's a wild card for a medal. Dude, she's good. She's really good. And a um, Gallo too. You know. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Who she, knows? I mean, hey, I'm hoping for you know eight medals. Eight medals. That'd be nice. Yeah. All right, man. Let's uh. Let's start wrapping this up. Um, also, this weekend, um, you know, there was a couple of things. You know, one of the things that really impressed me from juniors, Mark Hall outscored his opponent 60 to nothing. I did not know that. 60 to nothing. Why isn't he wrestling in the senior circuit? The only thing I can think of is he's already qualified for the senior rule team trials. Ah, good because point. Because he was a national champ. So just go out and I don't know. No, it makes sense. It makes I, sense. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. He's a man amongst boys and juniors. Oh, I mean, yeah. he was a junior world champ last year. He's, what, he's, he's wrestled in juniors, uh, junior worlds, what, twice already? Or just once? Uh, yeah, he took, I think he took a third, and then he uh, won it. Are we making stuff up now? Maybe. <laughs> but I know he won it, and I know he's wrestled in it twice. Gotcha. Maybe three times, actually. In the Greco tournament, the, senior, the men's senior Greco uh, world team trials, you know who impressed me? Who's that? Mason Manville, a year out of high school, going out and making the team. I didn't know that. You remember Mason Manville? Huge recruit. Huge recruit. Um, God, was he a Blair guy? Look that up. Wyoming Sem, I think. Wyoming Seminary. He really? transferred into Wyoming Seminary, yeah. What weight? Um, the weight class. He actually beat Kamal Bay in the finals. And Kamal Bay is a Greco oh, stud. Oh, you mean juniors? Uh, no, senior. Oh, he did beat Kamal Bay. 75 kilograms. 75 yeah. kilograms. Um, he had a great tournament. And in his match against Kamal Bay, Kamal Bay's awesome. Awesome Greco guy. And I don't know much about the Greco guys, but I know Kamal Bay is super, super good. Um, and Manville looked— his, uh, Kamal Bay's uh, Twitter handle is uh, Cameltoe. Something like that. Cameltoe Bay. I, I think that's funny. <laughs> I swear, every time I've got a— I've got a hot take here. Every time I've got a thought, you— I give up. I give up. I thought, was, I thought it was relevant to the podcast. Yeah. Camel Toe Bay. Jesus. Camel Toe Bay. <laughs> anyway, man. Um, Bay's good. Bay's a Greco stud. Um, yeah, that's what he's known for. But Manville looked really good against him. Manville controlled the mat, held position, and basically was able to score almost off of everything that Bay did. It, it, really good, and I was impressed with him. I think, man, where is he from? Wyoming Sim, right? Is he from seminary? I thought. Yeah, and I think he actually was uh, signed to Penn State. Yeah, I think that's that's, what I, that's my understanding. Is he going to wrestle there? I, I don't know. Because he said he was representing the U.S. Army in this. Yeah, I, I have no clue. That's news to me. Dude, you got to know these things. My understanding that was he was still planning on enrolling next year. Really? I don't know where he would fit in. Whatever. What's your hot take? You got a hot take on I this? I got no hot takes. Camel toe. Camel toe is your hot take. Uh, that's all I got, brother. <laughs> all right. All right, man. Let's wrap it up. This has been episode number 24 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, listening to it as much as we enjoyed talking <laughs> on the microphone today. Um, great, great weekend of wrestling, Ben. I, it, was a, it was nice. It was nice to get back to some, you know, tournament wrestling. Absolutely. Like Next up is going to be the senior and junior men's world team trials in Lincoln, Nebraska. I think that's uh, June 9th through 11th, that's roughly right. right about there. That's right. Um, I have a plane ticket. I got a hotel room and I got my tickets. My wife just gave me the thumbs up to go. 
I looked at the plane tickets. They're expensive. Oh. I'll probably buy one anyway. Are you going to drive now? No, I'll probably buy one. All right, guys, that's all we got for you. Again, follow us on Twitter at the Inside Trip One. Send us an email. Give us a feedback. If anything, subscribe, download, listen, rate, review. We'd love to hear from you. Peace out. Don't wind up on your back, bro.